fever, abdominal pain, trouble eating. When oncology nurse Eve Spiegel suffered from these symptoms, she thought she had food poisoning. Turns out it was something far more severe. It was ovarian cancer. Hello and welcome to Living Well with Robin Stoloff, empowering you to live a healthier life. Thank you for following and subscribing. Ovarian cancer is known as the silent killer because it may not have symptoms or they can be vague or similar to those of other health issues. Eve Spiegel is an oncology nurse navigator at Atlanticare's Cancer Care Institute, and she is here to share her story and tell us what we need to know. Thank you so much for joining us, Eve. Thank you for having me. Uh, I had just turned 50 years of age. I went away for a vacation, came back. It was March 2020 when things were shutting down for COVID. Um, I had traveled out of the country, so I had assumed that maybe I had um, gotten some illness being away, some either the food didn't agree with me. I just wasn't 100% sure, but I knew I was unusually sick. Um, I had extreme abdominal pain. I started with fever. And unfortunately, the hospital systems were also uh, being inundated at that time with COVID cases. So it, the first thought was, is there something that this is a version of COVID? Or is this something that she had obtained when she was traveling. So um, I was taken care of in the emergency room. They did a CAT scan on me and they found a blood clot in my spleen. Uh, the workup was extensive for that. I was admitted to the hospital. Um, and really the only abnormality they saw was an ovarian cyst that I'd had. And it was measuring only about three to four centimeters. There was no direct uh, correlation for why the blood clot had occurred. Uh, after my discharge, uh, my doctor had said to me, you know, let's keep a close eye. I want to make sure that this isn't a symptom of something, you know, go that's going to rear its head and we just don't see it yet. So my doctor, um, who's a medical oncologist and a hematologist, takes care of the blood clot and then also watches to make sure that there isn't any cancer developing. Cancer does put us at increased risk for blood clot. So I developed some postmenopausal bleeding. Um, I'd had some bloating, bowel changes, and appetite changes. And unfortunately, they are very vague symptoms. We assume as we get older as women that we get more belly fat, that we're not as active. Sometimes we don't see the necessity of going to the gynecologist. And these are very important things that we still need to make sure that we're taking care of. Seeing our gynecologist, doing our self-breast exams, making sure that we're keeping ourselves healthy. Uh, you know, making sure we have exercise in our life and we're eating in moderation and maintaining a safe BMI. I unfortunately uh, hadn't been doing all of those things and I had gained weight. So I had attributed some of that to just not taking the best care of myself. And unfortunately, as women, I, I do believe we, we tend to put ourselves last. Absolutely, so yeah. uh, I, I think that the blood clot literally sent the signal that my doctor's needed to, to know to watch me. And that was my doctor's gut feeling was let's make sure that this doesn't develop into anything. And I was just letting her know if I felt anything unusual. And within months, uh, it had occurred that everything was starting to come together and that I was developing a growing ovarian cyst. So um, they did the workup for that. And it did confirm that it was suspicious for neoplasm or cancer it was recommended that I have uh, minimally invasive robotic surgery at Atlantic care. I had um, 
my ovaries removed, my uterus, cervix, um, to reduce my risk of cancer and then have all the tissue that was removed examined. And I did end up having a stage 2B ovarian cancer and a precancerous uterus. And ovarian cancer um, is rarely found in less than a stage 3 because of its vague symptoms. Um, so I, I try to preach, um, listening to our bodies. Sure. What was going through your mind during that time when you found out, were you shocked? I, I was shocked because um, I'd always been the oncology nurse and taking care of other people. And I, you know, I didn't think that cancer would be a problem for me. I thought more heart disease would be in my family. Um, so I later learned um, more about my family history and learned that I was very fortunate that this was found very early. I was right between the two and the three stage and chemotherapy was recommended. Um, so How long I was your chemotherapy. I had six treatments that started in November of 2020 and lasted until March of 2021. Um, and it was difficult. It was a challenge, but it was a time where I knew that I had to make myself a priority, take care of myself, get through it. If I was going to be healthy in my future and my survivorship. Sure, so absolutely. Did, it's you, you play a role in that as well. Absolutely. So I, I do, um, I do make sure that I am losing weight, that I am taking care of myself, that my diet is moderation, any alcohol intake is moderation, that, uh, that I'm not. Do we know I, what causes it? Is it just family history? We really don't have a. Right. So my idea. genetic testing was negative, which was a good thing that told me that I didn't have a genetic reason that it developed. Uh, we do, did uncover that family history was increasing with cancer over the last 10 years. So that we, we were more aware that heart disease wasn't the only dangerous thing in our family, that now cancer was coming to our family also. Um, but I, I, you know, I made sure that I had the open communication with my doctors, my gynecologist. Um, I did whatever exams I needed to do, plus being aware of my own symptoms. And that postmenopausal bleeding was was significant enough for me to know that that wasn't normal. I had been postmenopausal sure. for a year and a half at that time. So those symptoms I listened to, plus talking with my doctor being watched, I managed to find this in a much earlier stage than it usually is and where it was a treatable illness. So I was very fortunate of the timing uh, that I had the surgery. I was very fortunate for my providers uh, taking good care of me and keeping uh, an eye on me and seeing this to fruition. So that's an important point because something like that is if you're, you're starting to feel better, you might say, oh, okay, it's fine. It was nothing. And that's when we get in trouble. So right. you were fortunate that you and your medical team stayed on top of it. Right. Absolutely. The blood clot is a, is a, a was a sign for me mm -hmm. of, of something to come, even if my cancer hadn't been viewable, I guess. Yes. Is Yes, but you, you so. knew enough and your medical team knew enough to stay on top of it, keep testing and making Correct. sure that, uh, you know, if it were something you treated it immediately, which you right. did. So how are you feeling today? I'm I'm fantastic. I feel great, probably healthier than I have in, in years. Um, I'm going about my life. I work full time for Atlanticare. Um, I'm a, a huge proponent of practicing what I preach now. Yes, Being on the yes. other side. Is absolutely. Uh, sure. You're telling everybody else, right? And, right. and, and now do you feel yeah. like you have a little more, maybe just a better understanding of what they're going through? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. It has made me a better 
uh, a person overall, I feel, uh, yes. uh, especially then also in my occupation. And I can tell my patients, they're like, oh, you've been through this, you know, yeah. so what you know, how did right? you do? And they see me and they see that I'm healthy now and I'm okay. And so that it makes them feel the cancer doesn't have to be a death sentence. It can be a treatable illness when found early and taken care of. What do you want everyone to know about this? Most important, I want people to have open communication with their doctors. I want them to follow the screenings. Get your physical once a year. Get your healthy blood work. Make sure that you're getting physical exercise, that you have diet in moderation. Um, you know, that you can still enjoy your life, but you have to take care of yourself. Um, I, I feel very strongly that women I take care of, whether they have breast cancer or and you know, other cancers that I have taken care of in my lifetime, it always seems to be when we've gone through a stressful period of time in our life where we have made ourselves last. We don't eat right. We don't sleep right. We're running around, you know, crazy. And we get caught up in that hectic life and we forget to have our screenings and our well visits just like children have. So many times women will put off their screenings because something came up with the kids or they have some other obligation with the family or their job. And it's a big point to drive home that we really need to stay on top of that because we have most people, most women have other people depending on them. So we're not right. just doing it for ourselves. We're doing it for everyone else who loves us. Sure. And if we don't take care of ourselves, who will help those others, you know? Absolutely. You know, that's it's, a good, it's, good it's, way to look at it. The way it. the world goes around, right? It is. It is. But yeah, I'm always a big proponent of staying on top of our screenings. Uh, ovarian cancer is uh, ranked fifth in cancer deaths among women. We talk a lot about breast cancer, which is also extremely important, but many times we don't hear enough about ovarian cancer. And if you have any symptoms that you think could possibly be any kind of problems, it's so important to get checked. Right. Don't, don't chalk it off to, oh, I've gained weight. I'm not really taking great care of myself. Make sure you are having your exams too. And Such, talking with your family. We're yes. going into the holiday season. And I think that's very important that you need to know your family history uh, so that you also know what runs in your family, what's becoming a problem in your family. And open communication for everyone. It, it makes you know. I think happy. Family History Month is either Thanksgiving or Thanksgiving weekend. But you know, that's when you're together. Not that you have Absolutely. to do it around the dinner table, but go off to the side for a few minutes and ask grandma or your aunt or someone. Right. You know what's going on in our family? Do you know anything? Is anybody was anyone ever ill with something? Because sometimes they just might not mention it. Might not be. Yes. It's not dinner conversation. Obviously, no, that's true. <laughs> it's something that you you really should you know take a look at and focus on because it, it could save your life or the life of another family member, perhaps Absolutely. your own children. So very important to know that. I know that that's Family uh, uh, Health History Month is is in, is in November, but this is ovarian. Cancer Awareness Month. So thank yes. you so much for sharing your story. Very, very important topic. And it was so nice of you to share you. what you went through. And I'm so glad that you're doing well today. Thank you. Me too. Thank you very much. Eve Spiegel, Oncology Nurse Navigator at Atlantic Care's Cancer Care Institute. You are living well with Robin Stolach.